What is up, everyone? Salut tout le monde. Hi, everyone. It's me. I'm back. Uh, je suis certaine que tu étais un peu saisie de peut-être me voir um, apparaître dans ta liste de, de podcasts, you know, today. But, um, yeah, I'm back. Ça fait environ, maybe, two months, I think. It's going to be almost two months since I recorded the last episode. And, uh, you know, I thought a lot about what is this? You know, what am I doing? Is this a podcast? Because then if it is a podcast, you know, I should take it more seriously. Or is it some sort of, am I like brainwashing myself or making myself believe that, you know, this is like a diary for me, you know? And of course, it's more of, and it's always been, more of a diary for me it's always been sort of a journal I've always journaled actually um, before speaking well I'll say as a child you know if you didn't know that well now you know but I always had journals and diaries and stuff like that um, and I kind of stopped over the years but it's not entirely true because I still write in my cell phone or I have a laptop, you know, j'aime s'écrire. It's just that I don't necessarily write a lot, like, written with, like, you know, un crayon et un papier, genre. But, you know, I've been using... So, and also I think something traumatic that I... That was traumatic to me at that age when that happened. But, you know, I think the fact that, you know, someone um, have... You know, my dad has seen my journal before when I was younger. And I think it, it could be, I think it was a bit traumatizing because, you know, now that I think about it, it was really my safe space, you know, it was my safe place. And I think ever since then, instead of writing, I've always been speaking. And, you know, what's cool about speaking is that you do it in the now. Um, and it's just, you know, it's out. I don't have to carry you know i don't have to pick up a pen or i don't need a pen and paper i don't need to you know take the time to write because i can speak it so it's much faster you know i feel like in the podcast form of having a diary or a journal um everything happens very quickly because it goes from my head to my mouth like i'm a very much of a a lot goes on in my head <laughs> so, um, and that's not a bad thing. You know, I, I think that my mind and how I think or how I view things is part of, you know, what makes me special. Um, but, you know, there are disadvantages as well with speaking because speaking, yeah, it's great. You, you say what you feel, you say what you want out loud, but you don't necessarily, you know, you can't necessarily go back and listen to it or... And I think, I guess, that's what I'm doing a little bit with this podcast. The fact that I'm recording it, it does add value to me because... Um, let me just have a little sip of cappuccino first. Cheers. Mm. J'ai un cappuccino, un petit cappuccino de chez McDo. So, uh, yeah, cheers to McDonald's. And actually, I have to say, the cappuccino is not bad. Mmm. 
Um, but yeah, so what was I saying? Yeah, you know, I, I guess I do have a lot of, you know, imposter syndrome and I have always had all these questions about what am I doing with, you know, my life and a lot of how I process things is through, ex you know, describing them or expressing them. And um, I think before when I used to journal with, with writing, because the fact that you, you know, writing takes much longer than just speaking it. I have the time to say five sentences, you know, during the same amount of time it would take me to, to write it, you know. So it's like everything is more, is processed faster for me when I, when I speak it. But, you know, I've had all these you know, all these questions that I'm, I've always kind of, um, yeah, just questioned myself. And um, for those of you who um, listen to this podcast or, you know, you, you, I guess you know me now, you know, a little bit at least, even though there's some things about me that you don't know, because this is only audio and this is only for a certain amount of time. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say that I don't rehearse. I don't think about you know, what I'm going to say before I say it. Um, and that is part of me. So there's no reason for me to be ashamed of, you know, what I could contain or what I'm expressing. But I am someone who's like, where am I going? What am I doing? And I do feel the pressure that, you know, getting older a little bit, like seeing people around me do things and have things. But you know, the more I think about it, the more that I just discard this pressure because, um, yeah, like truly I don't, uh, yeah, it's, I don't, I know that it's not true that what I'm seeing, how can I say that? Like, I understand that the grass is not always greener and I do see the value of you know, myself, but I'm at a point in my life where I need to figure out if, you know, all these things I'm saying, you know, talking about myself and, you know, thinking, well, you know, trying to see my light and trying to see, you know, all these, these issues I'm experiencing with, you know, um, like, uh, having, you know, la confiance en soi, you know, having confidence and all this doubt that is inside of me, um, I'm realizing that it doesn't have to be a negative thing. And I'm really processing a lot, you know, and I've processed a lot these past few months and I'm going to continue to process things. But yeah, I guess, you know, all that to say that, um, you know, I just wanted to do a little update episode, I guess, to allow me to even mettre la, les bases sur les T, les points sur les I, tu vois ce que je veux dire, genre, comme, you know, I need this to, I need myself, I need to hear myself say it out loud, whatever it is that's on my mind, whatever it is that I'm feeling, and, you know, the fact that it's been two months since I've posted, um, it's, I don't care, it just, you know, I needed that, and who knows when would be the next time that I post again, but, but, um, Yeah, it's going to be a little update episode. Um and um I don't know what I'm I don't know what exactly, I don't know where exactly it's going to go. 
I'm figuring it out as I'm speaking, but you know, I do realize that there is a place in my life where this podcast lives that is unique to where this podcast lives. You know what I mean? Um, like the, the place it has in my life. And, you know, as I was describing earlier, I think that, you know, I did feel betrayed a lot when um, I realized that my parent was reading my diary and my journal. Um, and it did, you know, affect me in ways where I, I already didn't trust a lot of people. It made me not trust again, you know, and I'm processing all these things. And And I'm asking myself, you know, so many questions like why? And, you know, life is literally like that. Like you think you have it figured out and you don't. You know, I'm 33 and I'm asking questions that it's almost like I had it coming in a way. Like you can never think that you're smarter than life. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, I have a lot on my mind. So anyway, get yourself something to drink. And, you know, I want to talk about random things as well. I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know how long it's going to take. This is sort of like a mise à jour, an update, you know. Um, And also, as I said, you know, I want to hear myself express whatever it is that I'm expressing. So, yeah, get yourself a little drink or get yourself in a nice position. If you hopefully fall asleep to that, sure. Um... But yeah, I have a lot on my mind. So let's start somewhere. Um, so yeah, so... Com- par où commencer? First of all, the reason why I stopped posting is primarily because I noticed that what I was posting and what I was talking about on this podcast revolved a lot around the same stuff. And I got tired of hearing myself talk about it. And, you know, instead of, you know, I wanted, I wanted to get back to a place where it's organic and where I don't feel the expectation that I have to, you know, share or post or manifest my presence on my podcast. You know, I, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, I got bored of my, of hearing myself speak about the same things and a lot I mean, I always say a lot has happened and a lot is on my mind. Um, but I think that, the, you know, the difference with where I'm at right now in my life is that I'm willing to confront my fears and I want to confront my fears. It's, not, it's more than a, a willingness to. It's, it's like I, I'm confronting my fears. I'm going places, you know, I, I'm, try, I'm doing things that are, are uncomfortable and that you know, I don't want to do, I'm kind of forcing myself to do it. And that's what I've been doing a lot in the past few, the past few, few weeks. Um, And I'm still processing things, you know, um, but I, I noticed that I was always talking about the same things. And I was like, what's the value of that? You know, what am I really providing to the world other than, you know, these things that I say and that, but that I never do. Um, and also I, I was like, it felt a little bit like I was trauma dumping on people, on listeners of the podcast. Cause I'm like, what am I actually providing them? 
with? You know, what am I, what am I providing? And it's an analogy for my life. Like, what is my contribution? But there is something that um, my friend told me that I've been thinking about ever since she told me that. Shout out to Sin. Um, she said that some people come, some people are on this, some for some people the meaning of their lives is what they do and for some people the meanings of their lives is who they are she's an aquarius so you already know she's better than all of us but yeah she she told me that and it was like because i was expressing you know we i was expressing that i was feeling low about myself and i really was and i'm so happy that i can say say it in a past tense and believe believe it because I really was low I was feeling really low like I think it was the energy around me was so dark and heavy and filled with trauma and things that I was carrying that I was so scared of confronting that it I it kind of weighed down on me and it it prevented me from well, it made it harder. It makes it harder to shine my light when I, I feel this heaviness around me and this negativity and things that I'm only carrying because it does belong to me, because it is trauma that I haven't processed. And, you know, I, I am kind of reflecting on my life like, oh, is this a red flag about myself that I'm omitting to address? Or is this reaction, is this type of reaction reaction I'm having really stemmed from who you know I am or or is it something that I found along the road and kept with me you know what I mean or something that was given to me and that I choose to carry with every day but that weighs me down type thing um and you know I'll be real in terms of creativity like it's it's still very hard for me to find the creative, passionate person inside of me. And, you know, so, but I, but I don't, I'm not mad at myself for it. I just, first of all, I know who I am. I know that um, creativity will, will spur, but, you know, I've been listening to less music. I've been doing, I've been going out less, but um, I've, I've kind of been craving silence a lot and being in my bubble and being a little hermit but I think I really needed that and now I'm at a point where I actually you know am doing things and you know um, it's kind of like I'm now I'm craving I can't say that I'm craving social interactions because you have to understand I'm an introvert and where I am, you know, being an introvert is my comfortable place, you know, meaning that, yeah, I do enjoy being in my own space, but I'm, I'm starting to have more energy to do other things now, but I was, I would have never been able to do that if I never confronted my traumas and I'm at a place now where, you know, I have help. Um, and I, I'm realizing I don't have to figure it out all, all by myself. And, you know, my approach to therapy has changed a lot, has changed so much. You know, I think now I see it more like what can therapy do for me? And thankfully, and I'm really grateful, you know, my employer 
offers me one free set one free session of therapy um per week and it's it's really amazing honestly it's a huge perk of my job and you know my job has a lot of perks but this is it's one of my favorite ones with the uber eats but we do have a free session of therapy per week and um let's say that it does help because i'm i'm actually helping myself through their knowledge and i see it more more like what can therapy do for me and that's really what what moved the needle because at first I was kind of approaching therapy like, oh, I'm going to have to, this is going to have to be uncomfortable or I'm going to have to cry or I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be that person that truly I really am. You know, if I'm wounded, if I'm sad, if I'm traumatized, I really am those things. Even though maybe it wasn't my fault, it, it is my problem now. And I am carrying this trauma and I am carrying this hurt and having more empathy for myself, pouring into myself, doing what's best for me, you know, listening to how I truly feel and expressing that and not keeping things inside, you know, and and it really does help. And you don't, you know, I wouldn't say that, you know, if you don't have a therapist, you're doomed. No, there's a lots of free resources online and a lot of free knowledge. Um, you know, if even if you don't have a a therapist per se, you can, you know, go to there's counselors, there's numbers you can call if you, you know, au Quebec tap tap le huit or you you know, you, there's so many resources for mental health, but I will say for myself what was holding me back was the shame of carrying all these burdens and you know, carrying this guilt and carrying the Everything, everything that I just had failed to address, you know, so far in my life and the shame of of being like, oh, I'm 33 and I don't have everything figured out. But at the same time, it's like, who the fuck has it figured out? Who the fuck has it figured out? And I know I'm not like more special than anybody else, meaning that like I know that like because we all think that what we have going on is the worst but like there's so many other worse things and everybody has it has it bad like you know and i'm not the only one to ask myself these questions in my life and even the people who seem to have it going on um they don't you know they 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 just don't so why am i you know putting this pressure and why am i deciding why am i choosing to carry this burden on my back and i realized that i needed to be quiet in order to you know to to really process what i was what i was you know what i am going through and you know i'll say that you know life is is a journey and it it, it won't stop until until the end right so it's like I believe that, you know, it's not, there's always things to learn about yourself and, you know, therapy is not a sign of, of weakness, you know, but I think that I did kind of have this, this judgment, so like whether I believed it or not, whether, whether I knew it or not, I did have this judgment, 
you know, I'm going to go have to talk about my traumas. And now I kind of see it more like, yeah, what can therapy do for me? Because at the end of the day, you know, what I'm feeling, what I'm expressing on my podcast, you know, what I, what I truly feel, I am carrying that every day. And that's, you know, I, I just, I didn't want it anymore. I was like, I don't have to, to, to figure it out by myself. And it's been a, ch a change in perspectives. I'll say, I'll, I'll say that I've been going through lots of, you know, perspective changes and, and, and actively, you know, trying to improve myself and my quality of life and my relationships. You know, I, I've, I, I realized a lot, you know, I realized you know, how I have hurt other people in my life by not addressing my problems and how, you know, it's nobody. Just having more empathy for myself has made it, makes it that I have more empathy for others. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't have to, to be alone. And, you know, if I don't have all the answers, that's fine. I still don't have the answers. As I said, you know, I, I haven't been feeling very creative, but it's it's crazy because, you know, I, I, I said that, but um, I have to, I had tried to 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 make a, an episode. I tried to there was one attempt or two attempts and actually one attempt that I had made to. Actually, there's two attempts that I made. That, but okay, so my last episode was called Circus, which I don't even know what it was about, but I guess the title just says it. But I had recorded another episode where I treated the the you know I treated the podcast like a diary, and I started to to speak and say things out loud as if nobody was listening, and I realized and I posted it. And it was like almost like three hours and I posted it for like a few minutes. But then I had the feeling of like, why, why am I putting this out there? You know, this is not a good use of that. And I quickly deleted it after, not because I was ashamed of, of what I was saying, but just because I felt like it wasn't useful. Like meaning, what was it, what was it going to do for me that I express it and just say it? You know, I, I wanted to do more with that. Not that it's bad, you know, not that it's bad just to express my, yourself. I am doing it right now. But I just wanted to have a better use of of that. You know, if, I, if I'm saying all these things and doing this, you know, this therapy and because that's really what therapy is. It's just talking and answering questions and you know, discovering about yourself, but I'm like, I realized that it didn't give me anything back, you know. One cool thing about this podcast and one of my favorite aspects of having one is that nobody interrupts me and I can just speak, right? Because that's what is so freeing, you know. I don't have to confront anybody else's opinion while I'm speaking. You know, I don't, and I just don't have to because it's only me. And it's been it's been like that. I've had a few guests on, but, you know, it's been all about me. And as much as it is a good thing, sometimes there can be beneficial things to having witnesses or having people witness you and see you and to be seen. And that's what I've been accepting more, you know, being seen and 
realizing that look like if people are gonna look and if just who you know not give them something to look at but accept it you know but anyways that's a whole other different topic because yeah being seen is has always been so uncomfortable for me but you know now I'll say that I'm more open to taking chances but at the same time I accept who I am and I've even established boundaries in my life with people I love like you know this is not something that I'm going to do anymore or that I enjoy doing anymore you know I'm really sorry that this is I'm really sorry that I can't give that anymore but I can't you know I've been establishing these boundaries and I've been expressing things as well that I had been carrying you know especially with my family and some of the trauma that is in my family I realized that wow like and this is something I'm discussing in therapy like the I never realized that well I never realized like I know I don't think I've I've ever realized the impact of intergenerational trauma I never thought that I was affected I didn't think I was affected by that because I was like looking at you know how I grew up and my childhood and the opportunities that were given to me and how lucky I am. and But I never thought of the real impact of intergenerational trauma. And, you know, I was, I realized that because, you know, there was abuse in my family for the past generations. You know what I mean? Like, and I... Yeah, I think, I don't know why I thought that I wouldn't be impacted, but one part of that has been, you know, one part of my whole journey is understanding some of the the feelings I feel like anger. You know, I, I have and I had a lot of anger inside me. I had so much anger and I never understood why. And part of it, not all of it, but part of it had to do with this intergenerational trauma and the result of that. And I've, you know, I've dissected so much. I've dissected a lot already. And I understand why I was angry. I understand why I'm feeling this way. You know, my anger is, is, is real. And it's, and it's, this is something I've carried, you know, and, you know, it's like, for example, I'm still, I realized that I was still mad, you know, um, at myself for things that happened to me that was not even my fault and that had happened to so many other people before me. And it's, and it's that, but it's also like being angry almost at yourself because you feel like it's part of you, like the trauma is part of you because literally it's in your veins because it's my family, you know what I mean? Um, like I was abused, you know, as a child repeatedly and, um, why would I, you know, I was carrying the shame of that, but literally my family before that were abused and the generation before that as well. And realizing that my whole existence wouldn't have occurred without this trauma is so scary because it's like literally like 
I'm born here, but literally, it's like I'm the result. I'm the product of so much that came before me. And when you start thinking this way, like, and realizing, you know, for example, I'm being abused, you know, by my grandfather, uh, like, but yet again, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. You know what I mean? Because, but like, he did the same thing to my grandmother and they had children, which is my mom. And then they, he did the same thing to all, you know, so many, then me, I, you know, that my mom came here and met my dad and it, and I, and I'm here, but it's like, I guess like this feeling of anger, I was still, I was still kind of angry because it, it feels like it's in your blood and it, it's almost like, well, I wouldn't have been here if all this trauma had not happened. I'm the result of the trauma. I'm the result, but it's like, no. Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? And I, it's not, I'm not that person. You know what I mean? I, I, I was born on this earth the way I was born on this earth. And everything else that that have happened, that has happened, it was not there when I was born. Do you understand what I mean? And so I'm not this person. I'm not this trauma. But, you know, they say sometimes that trauma is even... Bio, biological but whatever the case may be it's hard to accept it's really difficult to accept and face the truth there's a lot of guilt a lot of shame a lot of disgust and i i'm really happy to say that you know i don't feel these things anymore um because i i mean do i feel guilt and shame or i'll say that i i barely i don't honestly i don't feel this way anymore I, I, it, it doesn't belong to me. It, it, it just doesn't, you know, I have a chance at life just by being here. And <clears throat> like, sometimes I think what would have happened if none of this trauma had happened to me? <coughs> but it's like, sorry, it's like, we all go through some shit, but you know, we we're, we're not that. Like we, our value is actually stronger than than the trauma that has happened to us, and just accepting that. It's been really hard, you know. And I've had even moments where you know I needed to say these things. You know, I needed to express myself and. And you know, I, to to say like you know, I didn't feel protected, and I, I, I was angry. I was actually a bit resentful, even towards my family, my own direct family. Um, because you know, part of me is like, well. Part of me is like, why am I here? Why did you bring me into this? Or, and those are really like deep. Like, how, how can I say, you know, I was resentful because I, I realized that, you know, I understand and I realized that my parents did the best they could with, with, they, they did the best they could at the, you know, at the time. And, but also realizing that even though they did the best they could, it wasn't enough and accepting that, but I was kind of mad at my family as well and being mad at and being resentful 
while, you know, this is my family and the people I love the most. And if you know me, you know, there's not a lot of people around me aside from my family and the few friends that I have. Um, and, you know, people at work, like I'm really close. Uh, I have a really close circle and I love my family, but it's this, this dichotomy. Is this the word? It's the duality of love, it, love and love and hate. It's the duality of, you know, part of me loves my family and part of me, you know, I'm so grateful for them. And but it's the reality that, yeah, I there's things that I'm mad about or there's things that, you know, I was really angry. And I guess I still am a little bit angry, but I'm just no longer resentful. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't even know in the first place that I was resentful towards them. I didn't know. I, I And it's by speaking, you know, that I realized the the cause of this feeling and why I was feeling this anger, this, this guilt and this shame. And I've been blessed, honestly, these past few, few weeks because, you know, the energy you put out is the energy you receive. And life is fucking amazing. It's a beautiful journey and we don't realize, you know, it's such a gift and a blessing to, to live here to live each and every day. And I, I just didn't think like that before. All of the trauma, all of the negative stuff was just weighing down on me. And, you know, I'm so happy that I took this time and that I'm I'm taking the time to, to nurture myself um, and to have empathy for myself. I don't think I really had that much empathy for myself. Um, one of my worst traits sometimes is being a little pessimistic, being a bit pessimistic, pessimist, but yeah, like being that and being a bit jaded and, and jumping to, you know, seeing my glass half empty instead of half full. So it's hard to, I mean, it's a, it's a challenge sometimes to, to try to do that with my thoughts, paying attention to my thoughts. Whereas before, I would let my thoughts kind of weigh me down and make me believe things that were not true, you know? Um, like, I am worthy. There are solutions. Um, I can pour into myself. Um, I can care for myself. Um, I can love myself. And, you know, I'm, uh, I'm complete. I don't need any, you know, I'm safe. Um, I'm not lesser than, um, I'm not, you know, like my intentions are good and stuff like that, but it's been a lot of that. And it's been a lot of like actions being taken towards feeling better. So yeah, like therapy is part of it. Um, but just the way that I think and, you know, um, even with just things in general, like my health, like. I've definitely been, I literally barely drink anymore aside from if I'm in social settings. So if, for example, I'm at work or, you know, there's a social settings at work and if there's other people, I might have, I might, you know, have a couple drinks. But one thing that that's changed is, you know, I don't drink alone anymore. I I don't. And I've also, you know, diminished I'm in control, basically. 
I'm literally in control in control now this whole drinking thing it was just it's not that I won't be drinking and you know I'm going on vacation soon on in an all-inclusive so like yeah I'll I think I'll I'll be drinking tequila in Mexico like it's gonna happen you know but this feeling I've just been more in control I've just been feeling more in control because it's what helps is setting boundaries and respecting them and doing you know my best and even with money and finances because all of this was and you know was really tied to all these these issues that I was facing and it's so interesting to discover that about myself you know the way that I've always been impulsive and, you know, I do what I want whenever I want. And, you know, for example, if I have the money, I'm going to spend it. Or if I want to do something, I'll do it. Like, I've been forcing myself to eat at home my own food that I have to make. And sometimes, and well, not sometimes, but it's like, I have the money to go and purchase stuff. Like, I would have the money to go to McDonald's, get myself a Big Mac, but I haven't been. I literally have been eating the food, you know, that's at home. And I think before I used to be so carefree about, like, always going out and, like, being careless with my money. Now I, I actually see it a different way. I realize that, that this is the money that I worked for, that I worked for. This is money that I, like... I already don't like working, you know what, I, what I'm saying? So not only that, but like, so why would I spend, why would I be so careless with something that I was so hard to get in the first place? But I have also shifted my energy where I don't see scarcity anymore. I actually see what I have. And that's what has made it easier to eat the food at home because, you know, I, I see what I have and I'm like, well, if I have food at home, why, you know, is it really worth it that, you know, I spend $20 on at McDonald's or could I, do I want to save this $20 to maybe do something more meaningful? Like, you know, and I've been able to afford going on vacation, you know, and I'm really happy about that, you know, um, so it's like, I don't see things differently. I think before the difference would have been like, if I have to eat the food at home, I'm like, I don't want to eat the food at home. And I, I mean, honestly, I, if I were uh, uh, someone with endless resources, of course I would never eat my own food. Of why? No, of course I would always eat out. You know, if I were, if I were Rihanna, of course I would, I would get myself, I would have breakfast and, and oysters and caviar all the time of course and I do allow myself to have these moments you know now it's like if I am spending and if I am eating well I make sure that it's you know that it's worth it but I don't feel guilty for for example quote-unquote overindulging because I'm I'm not overindulging I'm just you know I'm just doing what I really want to do and eating the food that I really want to, and I'm allowing myself to, you know, I'm, I'm allowing myself to, to eat, to eat what makes me happy or to do what makes me happy in a way. But, you know, you can't always be overindulging, you know, you have to have balance and an arm and a harmony. You have to have balance and harmony. And I really didn't have that before. I didn't have order you know, and again, I'm still working on that. It's not like I'm, I'm a figured out person, but 
uh, yeah, I've changed a lot. My perspective has changed a lot. Um, and it really helps. It's Life is so much more, um, you know, light. It's so much more light when you see things this way, you know, I... And but I think that it was really hard for me to, first of all, understand that I wasn't doing well. And once I knew that I wasn't doing well, I also let people know. And that was kind of hard, you know, um, it was it was hard to say to say some things, you know, but, you know, I, I remember this one instance with a family member and I was like, I was really angry when I expressed something because I was like, "Why well, you've you've always protected you've always protected him, and we always had to protect him because you know it's just the things how things were, you know. When I think about, um, you know, what I was describing earlier with essay, like just expressing truly what that what that child in me felt like at that point." And it was so important because, like, that child that I was, you know, this girl I was when this happened to me, I didn't say and I couldn't speak. And, you know, as soon as it happened, it's almost like I was just expected to stop talking about it. I was just expected to continue my day as normal. And not only that, but I was expected, you know, to do actions towards, you know, for example, when you psychoanalyze, you know, when you do psychoanalysis and stuff, you can realize, you realize a lot of stuff. Like, for example, okay, how the trauma happened, that's one thing, but how was it handled, you know, for example, and in my case, it was handled where I had to be the one making sure that I was not in a particular environment, in a particular you know, that I wasn't in the room alone with my grandfather. You know, I had to be the one making sure to get one of my parents. So, but the responsibility still falls on me as a child to to figure that out and to make sure that the environment that I'm stepping into is safe. So that's a lot of responsibility for a child, for a child. You know, if I'm six years old, you know, five or six years old, like, you know, and I guess part of me just blacked out, you know, part of, part of what, you know, all I know is I was a child really, like, and that's, that was, it was a lot of responsibility for me to have to do that. And that would explain why as an adult now, I'm, I am maybe socially anxious. I ha you know, I say I have social anxiety. Yeah, I've been having social anxiety within my own family because yeah, it's, it's, and maybe, you know, oh, things like being avoidant, you know, being uh, avoiding everything, all of my, I don't want to say all of the negative things that I, like, it's kind of like, what I'm trying to say is that when you start psychoanalyzing things in your life that happened to you as a child, like, because at first I thought it was cap. Like, I'm like, people always want to talk about childhood. But no, truly, it literally is that. It's, it's like, what has happened to you, especially if you're a child and you're going through through the things that, some of the things that I went through, 
it makes sense that as an as an adult I am this way and it makes sense that it it took so long for me to realize these things and it makes sense you know all of the the result of the the trauma is it makes sense that this would have this effect on me as an adult but now I don't see it as like oh there's nothing I can do for myself au contraire like it's like okay now that I'm an adult and I see myself as a child I can see it's it's you know it's so enlightening to be able to see yourself as as a child as if you were someone else but you know and doing this work and therapy and stuff like that it's like I realized the burden that was put on me and instead of for example you know confronting the person confronting my grandfather but it's like in reality and like a thousand like in reality like what were people going going to to do you know and just know that my grandfather is not someone who is like he is traumatized he was traumatized himself so mentally he's not even there right it's like if you're trying to change someone who's so sick that they don't even know like like I don't think that you know my grand my grandfather came into the, into this world being the monster that he he died being or that he was on this earth because just monstrous things you know he's he's disgusting honestly I have nothing positive to say about him never had never will honestly he was really shitty and just disgusting person and I would never want to advise anyone to be around him. Like, he was truly disgusting, right? But I don't think that he came into this world being this monster. And I, of course, there's things that happened to him as a child. He was really abused by his mother. And he, you know, his father was, like, it was, he went through some deep traumatic shit, you know, himself. And I'm sure that the person that he died being was... An effect of that and it's like almost like well after so many years for example if he's in his 60s and 70s and he never changed he, he never will and we're, the, the whole family is kind of just pretending like it doesn't happen but it's like meanwhile I have cousins that are his children like you know what I mean things are fucking messy things are fucking messy like and it's disgusting and like but yeah I was mad that my family protected him all his life. And now he's, he's passed away. My grandmother as well, you know, I have, I don't have any grandparents anymore. Um, but yeah, like he, people were protecting him and that's why like, and I guess like it's hard for, for my family to accept that, you know, they're refusing to acknowledge the hurt like them refusing to acknowledge what's wrong hasn't the it's hard to accept that their refusal to accept the truth has impacted me in a negative way and it's they they almost you know i, I don't want to necessarily have my family members say oh i'm, I'm you know i'm so sorry that we didn't protect you because i don't you know they weren't protected either it's almost like it's almost like you know when you haven't confront, you know, 
who am I to expect, you know, something new out of my family? Like, it's not like I was, and I knew that for a fact, like, okay, my, my grandfather abused us, you know, now he, he's passed, but it's like, I still have to live with the consequences that you all chose to pretend, you know, to continue living with him, or you all chose to continue having him in your life and you're exposing me to him. Like, and yeah, I was angry because I'm like, that's not how it should have been handled. You know, if I, instead of, of, of having him, you know, take accountability, even if he hadn't, even if he couldn't, it was it was not the right way you know to approach the situation and it makes and it makes sense you know it makes sense that as a child you know now it's it, it resulted into a lot of you know me not speaking up and or not feeling worthy and you know a lot of the the issues that you know like the no self esteem thing and and everything you know i i see how this has impacted me in my life and now I'm actually, I do feel strong enough to address those things. And it's not easy. It's really not easy uh, to juggle these emotions because especially when the trauma has been done like within your family and your loved ones, and those are still people I love. Like, you know, I, I can never be, I can never, I'm not even someone who, hold, who holds a grudge. I think part of it is maybe also the fact that holding a grudge was never going to help me because if I was going to hold a grudge I would have been holding a grudge since I was two since I was like a, a kid you know what I mean so like I, I understand now that my perspective on things and my way to handle you know for example difficult emotions or my way to handle confrontation my way to, my way to, to handle things is derived from what has happened to me as a child and that is one thing but you know then life happens you know so it's kind of like you go through life and then things happen but then more things happen and more and more and more but in the first place you never even addressed you know you never even addressed the the root of things so anyways this this work is super helpful you know all this this work I'm describing I've been doing a lot and it's it's really it's super helpful and I feel actually a lot lighter and um, I would notice before like I would start crying for no reason like but I think it's because I had so much pent-up energy I had so much of this that I was holding I had so much to say and things that I never told and I never said because I just didn't think it would matter I didn't think it would change because yeah it's nothing would have changed because um yeah, saying those things and, you know, it was someone in my family that was always going to be there. But yeah, so all of this, a lot of things I've been processing emotionally, but um, now I, I actually do feel in control and accepting. I don't, I'm not mad at myself for, for anything. I'm really not. Um, and it's, kind of learning it's been a lot of learning to love myself learning to nurture myself you know learning to be optimistic and to see you know the again the value of life but I would lie to you if I if I told you that I feel like I'm a hundred percent I'm at a hundred percent like meaning that um 
yeah, the it, for me, like creativity has always, you know, I've always listened to lots of music. It is kind of like, I wouldn't say a red flag, but the fact that I, I haven't been inspired lately that much. Um, and like, I haven't really been wanting to, like I've been craving a lot of time alone and a lot of silence, but this time it's actually different than most times. Before it used to be isolation, you know, I would isolate myself and, you know, maybe have really negative um, coping mechanisms. I would overeat, overspend, overconsume, over everything alone, just to try to like numb myself. And it really, it really wasn't giving me any chance to, to, to feel better, you know. And it was not, you know, I would maybe isolate myself. I would maybe, you know, try to pass through the emotion on my own and carry on. Um, but this time, I'll say these past few weeks, it hasn't been that. It's been more of, it's been actually, um, it feels like my my glass is being is being fulfilled. It feels like my cup is being poured into. And at the same time, it changes some things in my life. And accepting that, look, this is what I need. And this is who I am. This is my boundaries. This is what makes me feel good. This is what makes me feel bad. This is what I accept. This is what I don't accept. This is what, I, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm not going to do. It's, yeah, it's been rewarding because emotionally I do feel, uh, it fills up my cup, but it does change some things in, for example, my day-to-day or, or, you know, uh, yeah, my social life, my social life, because maybe I choose to accept that, you know, those things don't, don't really fulfill me anymore um yeah like i kind of want to be in the present and you know i'm i'm nurturing myself right now and i'm still in that period you know i'm still um i'm still in that period i'm constantly going to continue to, to you know question myself and all that stuff but i've i've been feeling actually not guilty about it because now that i understand why i'm the way that i am I don't feel guilty for for needing these moments. I don't feel guilty for respecting my boundaries, which before I used to not really respect my boundaries. Or I used to do things to please others or to not change the status quo. Now I'm like I don't give a fuck about the status quo. Like I need to exist in a in a space that, you know, that works for me. And I don't feel guilty about it. I don't think that there's anything wrong with me. Um, yeah, as I said, I feel a lot more confident, a lot more calm. And I'm, you know, I don't feel... It's been a while since I felt angry, honestly. It's been a while since I felt angry. I guess the last time I felt angry... <laughs> like, sometimes it, it, it can happen if I'm in... in like I just had this this week at work where we had to be there every single day of the week 
called Wow Week, but basically we had activities. It's like team bonding and stuff like that. And I'll say at the end of the week, I was like, I'm so over hearing everyone's voice. I'm so over being in the office. Although it was so fun and, you know, I, I do get a lot of positive things out of it. But I, by the end, I'm like, I can't. And I had my little moments, but it's like, look, you know what I did? Um, I took my computer and went in myself, went in a room by myself and closed the door and worked there and was like, because I can't take in the, the, the open office anymore. <laughs> I'm like, why? Like, and during these weeks, like everyone from the company is here at the office and it's like, we're usually not that many, but there's like people who fly from other places and it's like, why there's so, there's so many people, but now that, you know, I, I understand my needs and that I'm not mad at myself for needing them, it's easier to find solutions. And honestly, it's great. So yeah, this was a super long debrief of, you know, my, my general, my, my mental health, what I've been up to these past few weeks. And yeah, I feel great about it. Just finished therapy and j'ai envie d'en parler parce que je trouve qu'on n'en parle juste pas. Puis as much as we say we talk about it, like people really don't talk about therapy. Or at least they don't really talk about therapy in a way that I would have found it hopeful if I think about myself before getting therapy, before I start getting serious about therapy. So what I'm trying to say is that as much as people say, you know, go to therapy and do this inner work and blah, 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 everything that we're all hearing about, we rarely get to see, to really understand like what goes on in therapy. Like I remember asking people, you know, what is therapy like for you? Is it, you know, what happens? And because from what I've seen in the media, like in movies or TV shows, for example, therapy has always been sort of this one person listening to another person. Um, and one person would be, you know, it would be clear who's the professional and who's the one seeking help meaning that there's always someone sort of being more comfortable, not more comfortable, but, you know, someone laying on a sofa or something like that. And then the, the, the other person wearing glasses, taking notes, type thing. So that's what I was really, that's what I knew about therapy. I didn't know anything else other than this is someone who just listens to someone else, but in a professional way and where it costs money. <laughs> you know what I mean? I never really understood the value of what does a therapist bring to someone's life. And that was part of the reason why, you know, my healing journey, quote unquote, has been, I don't, I don't want to say delayed because, you know, everything happens for a reason and everything happens how it's supposed to happen and I don't have any regrets, but... I never saw the value of, okay, why would I pay like $200 or whatever? Why would I pay so much money to have one hour with someone who's not even going to tell me anything, who's going to basically just sit there and listen to me? Like, what do I, what do I get out of that? And I used to approach it in this way. I used to approach it in this way of thinking like, 
I'm paying for a service. What do I get? What do I receive? Very Taurus of me, absolutely. But hey, you know, I used to to really see what do I have? Like, what am I paying money for? If I'm going to basically leave like traumatized and still feeling the same way and like, what are the concrete benefits to therapy? You know, um, what is it? Like, why would I pay money? Why would I, why would I pay $200? But then, you know, I, I, I wouldn't mind paying $200 at the restaurant <laughs> for a meal that I'm going to digest in a few hours. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, it's a double standard. I was so rigid about, not rigid, but like, yeah, I was rigid. The coffee is distracting me. One sec. Yeah, I was really rigid with, I was really rigid in my approach, with my approach to therapy, thinking, you know, only thinking in terms of concrete evidence. Like, I need to have a concrete proof of how it's going to help me before I put money, before I start paying money type thing. But, and ultimately, therapy is not about it money you know what i what i'm realizing and what it is really it's it's an exchange it's really a an exchange like what it is and that's what i want to talk about i want to talk talk about therapy and and actually talk about my therapy and what it looks like for me because really it's it almost comes to a point where like where if you're at a at a level where you are your mental health and your your mental well well-being is getting in the way of you and your best life quote unquote and i understand that we all think that we you know we all hope to want to live our best lives but the reality is that we all don't you know there's people who i'm sure when they were born on this earth i'm sure there were people you know everyone is is hopeful or is born hopeful because I believe that, you know, creation is a gift. Like, you know, we are a gift. We are part of something bigger than us and we deserve to be loved because we're here, you know, just by being. But, you know, everyone comes from different backgrounds and we all come here hopeful, but then things happen to us and we start developing behaviors that are ultimately unhelpful and just in the end, you know, me, myself being 33 and knowing for a while that I needed therapy, you know, but I never really committed to it because, again, commitment issues, that's another conversation. But, yeah, I, I, I was really skeptic. I was really, really skeptic. I keep getting interrupted. It's not, it's not going to stop my groove. Um, but, yeah, I was really skeptic. I was absolutely really skeptic about therapy again just because you know you always think that you can figure it out on your own and the truth is that if i had if figured it out on my own well it did, clearly didn't fit it didn't it was clearly a failure because you know um i'm still struggling with some of the things that i've been through as a child when you know as an adult as a as a 33 year old adult so um and like i don't I mean, I'm not even ashamed that it took this long because to me, it's all relative. You know, I think that first, I'm first of all, I'm really lucky to even, you know, have the opportunity to 
to see a therapist every week, that's a, you know, I don't take that for granted because there's a lot of people who didn't have that and who went on their entire lives, you know, living as one person, not even knowing that there there are solutions to some of the, you know, the issues that one could be facing and stuff. And part of me is like, you know, I think that 33 is pretty, if I, if we think that we're going to live up until 80 or 90, you know, 30, I'm getting therapy in my 30s. Like it's, I'm still kind of on time, but there's one aspect, like the other aspect of it is, is like, why, why did it take so long or why, you know, kind of like a frustration of like, damn, I wish I could have figured it out before, you know, I wish I could have started working on myself before because now I'm 33 and I have to go back when I was a kid at when I was five years old. And I think that, you know, it's therapy is literally for everyone. And I know everybody says that. And I wanted to, you know, make this episode to actually, again, you know, share a little bit about, um, what does therapy look like? What what does a session look like for someone who's never done it or who's never tried it? Because as much as we talk about it, we don't. And um, I think that to me, the most, the biggest advantage to therapy is having someone who not only is knowledgeable, you know, it's it's someone, it's being able to exchange with a with someone who is an expert in dealing with my issues or with the issues that I could be facing. And that has changed a lot, you know, like I, I changed my perspective. Instead of looking at it like, oh, I'm paying for therapy, I should get something out of it. Now I, I, I don't see it this way. I, I kind of embrace it more. And I think it's just a shift of, of perception for me that I realized that, yeah, I clearly wasn't doing it for myself. I clearly you know, was struggling or, you know, I needed therapy. There's a reason why I needed therapy because I had some problems that I was, you know, facing that I'm still discussing and and figuring out. But it's like I had to be real with myself. and, And it's like I cannot. I was starting to pick up on my toxicity. I laugh, but you know, it's like I was starting to pick up on things that I was doing and ways I was re- reacting that I'm like, girl, what, what, like, what are you doing? Like, why, why are you like this? Why? And, you know, I had to choose to love myself and to put myself first. And it's, I understand it's all like easier said than done and all this, this way I'm, I'm talking right now, loving yourself and I'm, I'm, it is so cringe, but it's really the truth. You know, it came to a point where I'm like, look, I'm, I'm, I don't want to continue living like this. Because that was really the choice that I was making every day when I decided not to get help. It's like, I don't have to lash out at people for no reason because I got triggered. And, you know, it's like, started picking up, picking up on things that I didn't want to do anymore like I don't why am I reacting this way well that's clearly because I'm traumatized that's clearly because I have some sort of mental thing you know mental illness or mental and like that aside like whatever mental condition someone has it's totally different than like emotional well-being and emotional well-being 
you know, it starts with your mind. It starts with your thoughts. It starts with being in control of your thoughts and actions and behaviors. And that is so fucking hard. That is so fucking hard to be in control of your thoughts and actions and behaviors. We all, you know, having thoughts, we all have thoughts. We all have ideas and ideals of who we are and what we want to be. And all these thoughts that we have, these, you know, again, these ideas, these things that we think. But then do we do it? And if we do it, what do we do? Like, are we acting on the, the good thoughts or are we acting on the bad thoughts or on the bad, you know, you know what I'm saying? And I get not not everything is, is black and white and it's so hard to figure out a human. And I literally got to a point where I'm like, wow, like I wish I, I had an expert. Like I wish I had someone who's knowledgeable about that topic to help me out. And that's when I realized that is called therapy. That is called therapy. That is called therapy. That's literally what therapy is. It's someone. And I honestly, I do genuinely believe that a lot of what therapy is, is is someone asking the right questions or someone addressing you with this, with the specific goal of helping you. I like, that's literally what therapy should be. And I started to see it that way instead of seeing it like, what is it going to do for me? I am the one in therapy. I'm going to have to be the one doing the work. And it sucks. And it's embarrassing. I told this to my therapist. I'm like, yo, this is so embarrassing. Like, I need to contain. I wish. She's like, she's like, this is, is this your natural reaction to be this overwhelmed and, you know, unable to, to speak and I'm like, yeah, I've always been this way, you know, like I've always, I never liked attention. I, I've always, you know, been unable to get, you know, and ultimately she's like, you know, it's because part of it is be, uh, being unable to, to contain, you know, the reasons why I'm lashing out, the reasons why I'm, I'm reacting this specific ways, you know, it's because I, I'm unable to contain, you know, all the emotion and all the baggage. And so it's literally like, metaphorically bleeding out and it's as simple as that and it's weird that you know I say it's as simple as that because it's so obvious to me now but you know to live it and to understand it for myself is different like to be able to see myself as another perspective from another perspective is is really powerful but yeah therapy is is not it's so hard to do the fucking work and to be confronted with things, you know, with yourself because therapy is almost like a mirror. But what I do enjoy is having, you know, having someone who's able to, to you know, simul simultaneously interact with me with their knowledge and ask me things. And, you know, for example, like I am learning how to... Um, I'm learning how to deal with my emotions or not deal with my emotions, but how to ground myself more, you know, because when I do get overwhelmed, um, it's really hard for me to continue past that. So I'm like learning different grounding techniques and stuff like that. But, you know, the first time in therapy that like I started talking and 
expressing myself and that I I started crying and almost shutting up. Like my muscles get tense. My muscles are tense. When I start being overwhelmed and really panicky and trying to contain my feelings, it's I literally get tense. Like it's so hard to go beyond that. I feel like everything is just locked. I'm locked inside myself when that happens. And then, you know, my therapist was like, well, let's try this grounding uh These, this grounding technique and, you know, can you name something, five things in your environment that with the, with the green, with, you know, the color green or um, what can you smell? What can you touch? And although those are techniques that I have heard of before, I never really got the point, honestly. I'm like, that's not going to help me fix my issues. But as a matter of fact, guess what? When I started doing that, I started, I stopped crying. <laughs> I stopped crying and I want to start crying again because I'm I'm going back into the feeling I had. But it's like, when I realized that there was a reason why we're doing this exercise, it made me want to tear up, to tear up again because I finally unlocked, like I finally understood why this could be or and this is beneficial for me because in real time I realized well it's true I haven't been crying when I as I was naming these things and I've been more calm and I realized that it was actually working and when I realized that it got me emotional again because I'm like oh my god to think that you know help had been avail available the whole time and that this all overwhelmed and then you know but those are things I'm still actively working on But it, it just brought me to tears because it's like, I do feel seen at that moment. It's, you know, and, and we all are seen. We, like, we really all are. And somehow we think that we're not seen. For, for people who can relate with me now, like, this feeling of, of loneliness, like, I used to really, the reason why I wasn't speaking up and, and reaching for help is that I I didn't really know I I didn't believe I was heard. And even if, for example, I paid for a service like therapy, I'm like, what is this person really like? I could be just one of their one of their clients, one of their patients today, and they're not going to think about me. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm just someone else who's paying, who's paying for the company of someone, you know, like what... But my my perception was was really changed. It was really changed when I when I decided to really quiet down and to really to to want to change to want help and that's really the key. Like I can't really describe, you know, that it's just a shift in pers in perspective. And when you start being more open open and grateful and. I kind of just made a promise to myself that, look, it's fine. This is going to be a fucking hard journey. But instead of isolating myself and escaping like I usually do, and which doesn't help, let me just try to get through it. Let me just try to get through the session. And for example, you know, this morning I was really not feeling like I was like, I almost canceled my session. I was like, I... I can't do it, you know, starting again with the negative self, self-talk. self And I'm like, look, I promised myself, like, it's fine. I knew that this was going to come, right? I was like, I knew that the uncomfortable feeling was going to come. 
But what did I tell myself? I told myself to to go above it. I told myself to go above it, you know, instead of, it's like if you're walking, you know, straight in front of you and there's a big ball of something, there's a huge ball, ball blocking your way, you know, you can, it's like, well, the analogy doesn't really help, but just, you know, just imagination, woo, but, you know, as if you're walking, you have two choices. You can go like above it or under it. And I just made a promise to myself that I was going to go above it or around it or something. But I'm not going to let it crush me. I'm not. And I think that for the majority of my life, that's what I subconsciously chose to be crushed by this huge ball in my way. Because I just was defeated at the thought of this ball thinking, wow, there's no way I'm getting, you know, there's nothing I can do. There's this huge ball in my way. Like, what am I going to do? And now realizing that I actually do have the power to, to, to go, you know, I have the power and I can do it. I can get, I can go above it. It doesn't have to crush me. And then once I go above it, I can continue my journey. But before, you know, it's like I used to take all these negative feelings and balls and all these things thrown at me. And instead of looking at them, for example, in the eye, looking at my fear, my fears in the eyes, I would just escape or I wouldn't want to feel the uncomfortable feeling because I, I cannot bear being uncomfortable. And now I'm learning, you know, I'm learning to be more comfortable um, through the discomfort, but it's fucking hard. And yeah, it's, it can be, you know, like I, this morning I was like, I'm so like, it's so embarrassing my reaction, but really the embarrassment is, is it, in reality, it doesn't even belong to me because so, so much of my trauma was just, it's just things that were done to me that, you know, what I'm really embarrassed about is to the embarrassment of what I went through. And now I'm starting to see that, you know, I, I don't have to be embarrassed. And, you know, I, again, it, it was not, I, no one chooses to be traumatized or, you know, to have bad things happen to them. And we all go through shit. Like, it's like, I don't think that, you know, I, I what I think therapy is to me is, is kind of like when all fails, like, but again, I, I there were so many times when I did try therapy and that it just, it was not, it was not super helpful. And I can go more in details about it. Um, but yeah, like the first time I did therapy, it was, um, it was actually in person and I went there twice and I saw the therapist twice, um, like live, you know, but the issue is that I, I really wasn't committed to, to, to therapy. Like it's, it was kind of like I, I needed a solution so bad that I didn't have the energy to actually go through the process of therapy because I'm, I'm understanding that it's going to take some, some time and, you know, 
but we're all going to deal with things, you know, one by one at the end of the day, and it does take time. And that's what initially was like frustrating to me about therapy, the fact that I wouldn't see, you know, I didn't see solutions right away. Like I didn't, but the truth of the matter is I really wasn't committed. It's like I was expecting one session to fix all my issues when, no, it's clearly going to take more than one session because clearly um, I have more to talk about. Like it can't even fit in one session, everything that I want to say and that I need to say. So obviously it's going to take more time, you know, but like after two sessions, I felt a little bit like, like the therapist started talking about herself and how, you know, and I, I think it just kind of threw me off a little bit because I was almost seeing like she was like listening to me and not patronizing me, but like a little bit, you know, and she would like see herself in in me and she would tell me and, and I'm like, I don't need, and I really didn't feel like she, she saw me, like I didn't feel seen. And I'm sure that she, she was able to, I mean, she, she did help me to figure some things out. You know, she definitely did because she was asking the right questions and which made me talk and reflect, but I didn't really give her a chance beyond that point because I was just so turned off by, I was just turned off at how it's so much money that I had spent and I didn't feel helped. And it felt like I was just providing entertainment for her for that week. Like, what is she actually like? Is she really listening? Is she really like, but ther- therapy is gonna take some time, right? And, but, it, but anyway, after that time, I just kind of stopped. And then I had another therapist, um, which at the beginning we started doing like chit-chatting by message uh, through text messages. But, you know, it was helpful, but it wasn't optimal for me because text messages, although I love expressing myself in a written form, um, how can I say it's, it allow it gives me too much leeway and too much control over to to not <laughs> not focus on what I need to focus on. Meaning that when I'm writing a message or when we're exchanging my text messages, not only not only are, are we kind of uh stuck with not stuck but limited by like the amount of words that I can type in a minute, you know, that's a real limitation. And also there's like spelling mistakes and stuff like that and that can happen and what it was helpful you know she really asked me good questions when I had that therapist but ultimately I didn't really see the value I didn't I I didn't come out of my sessions feeling like this is something I wanted to continue although it was good questions but again it took me a while it took me years you know to really get where I am now, where yes, now I actually do video with her and um, it helps because the face-to-face, it really, really helps when they want to have input because you can see someone, like clearly she's sitting there and she's, you know, she's looking at my behavior and my thoughts and stuff like that. She's, she's you know, getting to know where my traumas come, come from and she's helpful, but it's different when you're in video and when you're in live in person because you you just can't fake it because you're you're talking at the same time then you're thinking so it really is kind of like a zero like how can i describe it it's almost like 
what's really beneficial for me about the video about video is that yeah i'm in the comfort of my own home and um i feel comfortable at home you know and i don't have to do the whole commuting because that was really hard like the first time i did therapy and and had to actually go to the office i was like it's such a turn off because just going outside was like unbearable but now you know the fact that i can do it from my home and that we have real live interaction in the moment and she sees how i'm behaving in the moment that you know that really helps her to to help me because she's able to see me in the live like in the right now and um yeah i realized that i do need to express a lot of things vocally to for me to be for, for it to be real um, part of my coping mechanisms or not my coping mechanisms, but I develop writing as kind of a way of coping, you know, from when I was younger, because writing, you know, you don't make any noise and I could write what I wanted and I could be free, you know, within my journal, within my diary, within these pages that I could write with, you know, I had the power with when I was holding that pen and writing on that on on in my journal on this sheet of paper, it gave me the sense of power, but it, it wasn't vocal. It was only kind of more with myself, right? I could do it in silence any time of the day, just write things down, write things down, write write things down. But but there's a negative aspect to not speaking. And when you don't speak, no one is going to hear you. You know what I mean? Like you cannot be heard. And when you cannot be heard, you cannot be helped. That's just reality. And a lot of how I grew up, I would write things down a lot. And even with this podcast, it's a great example. Like I'm speaking and now I understand why it feels like, like therapy in a journal because clearly it is. But, you know, it's the fact that I'm speaking and it's a one-way conversation or monologue, however you see it. But it doesn't give room. It doesn't offer room for help. You know, it's so easy for me to talk about anything on this podcast because it's my podcast and no one is going to interrupt me. Literally, y'all can do nothing about what I say. No one can, no one can uh, interrupt me. No one can give their two cents. No one can assume things. No one can, you don't know what I'm doing because I'm doing it live and I'm, and I'm doing it on my platform and I'm in control of that. But now what happens when you're someone like me who, who is unable to deal with discomfort and who only wants to handle what I can handle and close my eyes and escape other things, it doesn't, again, it doesn't, it doesn't give room for help. It doesn't, you know, because at some point you need something else to bounce off of, you know, like meaning that if you don't have anyone who's able to interject and say, hey, like this is something that you should consider or, and that's what I like about therapy, that you have this someone who's able to interfere and, and check you, you know, not check you, but give you other perspectives. And if you're open to, to it, and if, you know, if you're open-minded, if you're ready to hear it, this, those are all things that you can actually, that I could implement, you know, in my life. You know, I have real solutions that, that are being given and offered, but 
it wouldn't it wouldn't have been if I was just continuing to be closed off and be mad and, and bitter and, and hurt, you know, being isolated alone here. And, and it's not a way to live. And I just was so tired. And I'll be honest, like it takes so much energy to live in that state, to live in this heaviness. And, and it's true that energy does not stay the same. Energy shifts, like it, it changes. As I'm doing therapy and as I'm getting help for things that I need help with, I, the, the energy I was holding that was, heavy, that was once heavy is now much lighter. And, you know, I can't sit here and, and pretend like, oh, I'm all fixed, you know, because of therapy. Ultimately, if you're not in a position to have a therapist or to go to therapy, me, again, again I'm just really lucky. I have this one free session a week because of my employer. They give it, they give it for free. Not everyone has an employer. Not everyone has things for free. Not everyone has the um, privilege to pay fucking the privilege or the curse to pay fucking $200 for one hour, you know, of something that you're going to be left. And because let's be real, we leave therapy and I look like a mess, you know, (laughs) it's like sometimes like my therapy sessions stop and I, you know, okay, see you next week. It's like, "Ah," like I start exploding because it's like, you're, we are left, we're shook. Let's just be real. Like me for me, after my therapy sessions, I need some time like alone. Like I couldn't even see myself like going back outside after I just, <laughs> you know what I mean? After I just literally snotted and, and cried and threw up and vomit and, you know, like cried my, my eyes off in therapy. Like it's a traumatic thing. And we don't all have again. We don't. We don't all have money to afford. We can all can afford whatever. But, but honestly, I'll say that therapy really is is a conversation with two people. If you don't have the the means to have therapy, just to speak, speak to someone. And you know, it would be better if you would speak to someone who has some sort of knowledge and what you're, you know, you're struggling with, ideally, but if you don't have that, just speak to, to anyone. And I know it sounds so simple, but speak to someone that you are, that you feel comfortable with, that, you know, if you have someone like that, speak to someone who knows, hears you and who doesn't want anything, who doesn't want anything out of you or someone who's a neutral party and, Trust and believe that when you start talking and when you start actually embracing and keeping the good out of what people tell you and res- respond, it'll make like a mirror, ef- it makes a mirror effect on you and it's actually really beneficial. Um, there's also like, you know, free knowledge um, on YouTube and different different videos you can find, you know, books about self-help and stuff like that. But I'll be honest, I don't think that the miracle in therapy, in therapy, I don't think that it's the knowledge. Like, I don't think that a therapist is good because of the knowledge that they have. I think that they're good. A, a good therapist is someone who's able to, who understands and who, who sees you. But really and truly, no one will understand you at the level that you understand yourself. So Let's stop thinking that, you know, no, of course my therapist is not going to is not going to understand 
everything, you know, the, the first day that she sees me or that she talks to me, we know nothing about each other. She knows nothing about me, right? But that's not my expectation now. I don't expect her to know every single thing about me. It's kind of like you start somewhere and you go somewhere else and then you go somewhere else and then you go somewhere else. And then you, with the, the sessions and, you know, with when you continue to do that, it allows you to recognize patterns, behaviors, or thoughts that you have. And that is really fucking helpful. And that is, this is the type of insight that I wouldn't have been able to really, to, to, to do. I wouldn't have been able to gain if I had not seen someone else, if I had not talked about it if I had not seeked help and it's it's you know it's it's like we're if we're we're fish sometimes it feels like we're fish in water and we just the water is our problems and we live in it and we just don't realize that we live in it and you need someone to tell you you are living in it you're living like let me show you what else you can do because there are solutions and trust me I was not in a good mind state, a few, I have not been in this good of a mind state for years. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you that. I had not been in a good mind state. I had just been living my life accepting whatever I got and whatever I got was whatever I got. And I'm at a level where it's like, look, I want more out of life. I want more for myself. You know, I want to have goals. I want to do more things. I really want to, I want to embrace life. And I, I really couldn't. I was not able to do that. I was so negative and pessimistic and never thought that anything could help. Now I kind of see it like, well, what can therapy do for me? Because if I'm sitting here watching these YouTube videos, it's clearly because I could use the help of an expert or I could use some, you know, third party help. You know what I'm saying? Like clearly. And um, it's it's hard. It's really not easy. And yeah, there's there's times I'm like my throat, you know, I, there's, it's so it's really difficult to talk about some of, the, some of these things. And especially in such a short amount of time, it's such a com compressed it's a compressed amount of time that is designated to talk about your traumas and like, but what makes me feel good about, you know, about therapy is that I don't really, I don't guilt trip. I don't have to guilt trip over like, oh, I'm trauma dumping on this person or, you know, she is there to help me and that's literally her job. Like that's her business to be receptive to my feelings or my reactions like that's her job and and I don't feel guilty for I don't feel guilty for it and I think you know when it comes to friends sometimes like we don't always feel comfortable saying everything because we know that they're biased like meaning that if you, whether you're friends or partners or whatever like this person sees us in a certain light and I also don't think that it's the responsibility of loved ones around you to figure out your trauma or to figure out yourself. Like at the end of the day, like the real tea is that this life is literally about you. For example, if this is your problem, if anything is your problem, 
it doesn't matter how it got to you. It's your problem now. And, you know, when discussing things that happened in my childhood and some of my traumas and stuff like that, like, yeah, a lot of it is like, it's not my problem. It was, it's not of me. So why should I address it? Meaning, you know, the guilt, the feeling of guilt and shame that I carried on, you know, for years and years and years because of something that somebody else did to me. Um, it, it was almost like not real. I was so in denial about, about it and how it affected me and how it still affects me. You know, I was so in denial because part of me, part of me didn't want to own and claim, claim that because it's like, especially when it comes to family, like it almost feels like it's, it's like, you don't want to believe that this is literally your family or, or you, it's hard to describe, but it's almost, it feels like it's in your blood. And, and, and if I were to recognize that feeling of guilt and shame and all this I'm describing, then it means that I, I would have had to acknowledge everything else. And I wasn't in a position to acknowledge everything else. You know, because when you start, when I started addressing, when I started questioning myself about really what I'm feeling, what I'm truly feeling, and I discovered that I was very angry and very ashamed and disgusted, you know, and of myself. And it's like, but when I acknowledge that, that opens up other questions relating other things. And there's so many other things and other questions because but it was almost easier just to isolate that feeling, just to isolate it so that it doesn't bleed out on everything else, you know, on all my quote unquote other good aspects. It's almost like, let me just contain this little spill over there, this feeling of disgust and anger and everything, all the negative emotions I was feeling towards myself. I was like, let me not acknowledging it. Let me not acknowledge it. Let me just put it you know, away and not think about it and blame other people and not take responsibility of it because I don't want to put importance on it. I don't want to attribute any sort of energy to that because it's already affected me so much and I don't want to give it more time and attention. And I did that, but I didn't realize that it was bleeding out in other ways in my life. And I'm so stubborn and I'm so... You know, sometimes I'm so blind to, to things and, and it's only with therapy and with the input of other people that are knowledgeable, that are literally paid to help me that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm able to see things differently and, and it feels, it feels great. It feels like, like, um, like, fine, fine, let's acknowledge everything. Let's acknowledge everything else that this little spill is causing let's okay fine if i'm going to ad address this let's just address that let's address other things let's go and now it's like i feel pretty naked you know you, you are bearing yourself open to, to someone else but the good thing is that this someone else meaning my the therapist or the other person who's there for you you know they're they're here to help you find solutions and you literally don't have to do it alone and you shouldn't. And as someone who who thought that I, I wanted or could, you know, do it alone and, and figure my, myself out, like I was totally wrong. I was really wrong. And 
it's completely like who am i of course i need help like of course i need to you know talk about things a fucking course like that's normal it's so normal but it's it's almost like maybe i thought i could maybe control it or contain it when it when it really wasn't like i couldn't contain it like i am living with some of the things yeah i am living with trauma and i am living with many things but but now that i'm actually working on it it's giving me control like i feel control over it and even when there are times when um these feelings may come up you know i'm able to actually catch myself and i i coach myself to think a different way and i also pay attention to what i consume what i put my energy towards and you know it's i don't think as much as you know i was claiming to love myself and stuff like that i couldn't really love myself without acknowledging that without acknowledging some of the the emotional ways that i was feeling the the everything and you know i'm still i'm still doing the work you know i'm still doing the work but for someone who's never been to therapy i'll say it goes by super quickly and it does take time and no you're you may not like i think people have this expectation of therapy like the after one session they're going to figure out all their vices and all their demons and you're going to have shit figured out after a couple sessions no it takes fucking time and it's uncomfortable and yeah you're going to come out looking like you 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 came back from six flags like yeah you're going to come out looking absolutely a fool and but look you should be proud of yourself and i am proud of myself that i'm doing the work now it's like look yeah i'm going to ugly cry the whole time yeah i'm going to it's going to feel uncomfortable and i'm going to like you know but I'm doing my best. I'm literally doing my best and it is really helpful. Um it is super helpful actually. And I'm going to continue doing it and um Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else that I want to say. This was totally like a mental uh health update and it's helpful and if anything else i'll be honest since i started therapy i realized that i do love this medium i do love this podcast this way of communicating with words and expressing myself and um i'm going to continue doing it i'm going to continue doing it um so again if you're still here i don't know how long it's been but thank you very much for hearing me out i hope that you got something out of it If anything maybe more questions or more relevant questions that can help you deal with whatever you're dealing with like this whole what's crazy about it is that like I'm not more special than anybody else or anybody else is not like meaning that we all go through shit we all go through shit there's all like if we were to actually speak to every person we encountered we would figure out so much trauma and things that were all unaddressed you know and that's just the reality of of it so we shouldn't feel ashamed or we shouldn't be ashamed about it you know we we really shouldn't like i'm not 
I think when I, before like my journey or before, you know, I used to, it was more like of a, I had an egotistical way of viewing, th viewing things like, I used to be ashamed, like, oh my God, I need help. I'm ashamed, I'm ashamed. But it's like, okay, being ashamed is not um, going to help me move forward. Like, it's not, and it wasn't. And it's like, girl, if you had it figured out, you wouldn't be here crying on, on the side of, of Canal Lachine um, with a Big Mac for no reason, because, you know, whatever. It's like, you, girl, if you had it figured out, you know where you, you would be. And it's like, it, it was at a point where I was so in the dark. I was so in the dark. And trust me, I had all these negative thoughts and I was so in the dark. And it's like, why am I choosing to live my life like this every day? Why? Because it's something I'm choosing. Because, you know, as days passed and that I was continuing not to choose help. Well, what was I choosing? I was choosing... I wasn't choosing my best self. I wasn't, you know, and I'm in a completely different space now. Look, I'm going on vacation next month. I'm going on vacation next month and I have everything I need, you know, and if anything, I look forward to time and I look forward to things now. And well, I mean, it's not, again, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm fucking you know, I got it, I got it figured out. No, I don't. But we, we all don't. Like, I'm pretty sure we could ask anybody in the world to talk about some of the things like, everybody is, is, is shook. Everybody is traumatized. Okay. Everybody is. And yeah, I think there's this whole stigma, this idea that probably benefited, like the whole stigma around mental health and stuff like that. I think it just comes from probably like, Um, the pharmaceuticals, <laughs> pharmaceutical um, industry that saw a profit by, you know, saying, well, because if someone tells you to be ashamed because you're mentally ill, you know, it's like, why do you want me to feel ashamed because I have trauma or I'm mentally ill? Like, why do you want me to be ashamed of that? Why? And, and I think that how I grew up, you know, mental illness, it wasn't discussed as much as, as today. And it was kind of like, wow, like you really got down to the bottom of the bottom if you need therapy, you know. Um, of course, like pe people, thank God we're, not, we're no longer there, but it was really seen as like, wow, like you are going to a facility for like, you're, you're crazy and you know, you're like a subject and you're gonna let a therapist, you know, it, it's like, it was almost like, Well, if you go to therapy, it validates that you're that you're crazy or that you're unfit or whatever. And it's like, no, like, girl, no. Like, what are you talking about? Because we all need help. What is this like bullshit, like brainwash? Like, no, like we all need help. We all need someone. And and sometimes sometimes it's like, yeah, even our family, sometimes they cannot help us. Even our friends, even our partners, they cannot help us. It's normal that we need a neutral input and someone with, you know, who has knowledge about behaviors, how behaviors are acquired, you know. That is really what is beneficial to me about therapy because my, my therapist has the knowledge. She literally studied that. She understands why, you know, coping mechanisms. She understands behaviors where the connection between the brain and action and emotions as well and, like, 
she has so much knowledge and I'm I'll be honest it's like I'm using therapy for me like I'm making it work for myself like what can therapy do for me you understand what I mean like and I and I see her like almost like as an encyclopedia you know like and I'm not ashamed and afraid of of showing who I am to her or ugly crying or I don't care if she's gonna judge me and you know that this is not what I should be focused on I should be focused on healing myself and that's part of healing myself is going through these, these uncomfortable discussions and you know address things and and you know um connecting the dots and stuff and I don't have all the knowledge that she has and and think about it what I love also about like a therapy and like having a therapist that it, that works for you is you know that this person has is seeing other people like there's their schedules are filled you know I'm not the only one like okay I had my session this morning well she has sessions all day all day she's seeing people who also are are like me and who are wounded by by things or anything else she, she she sees other people who live their lives with trauma with from anything you know like so that only that is a validation of like not only is there a need for therapy but that's a validation for how we all go through it and trust me like we all think that we have it worse we all think that we're you know we're like a lost cause but no we're not if you are looking for really a really good series um, about therapy, if you don't know what therapy is or what it can look like, um, there's this show on Crave. I'm in Canada, so that's it's on Crave. But the show is called Couples Therapy, and it has three seasons. I've watched them all. I was obsessed, but it's actually partly one of the reasons that made me crave or want therapy again when I saw that when I watched the series when I watched the show because basically that's what it is it's it's therapy sessions you you follow couple so it's more specifically couples therapy so you you follow the journey of different couples through therapy but I mean if you're into that stuff I really suggest it it's so good and and so useful and like I discovered so much just by watching the the you know these therapy sessions and and you start realizing that like we're not crazy okay you're not crazy because all these people in therapy that are there because they seek help or you know that we all think that we're at our lowest and you know we we all think that we there's no solutions it's like why do we want to believe that there's no solutions why do we want to believe the negative you know but i lost my train of thought but what i meant to say is that as you see these couples and as you see other people talk about their shit you realize that we're different people but we all have the same feelings we all have the same emotions and um it all makes sense it literally all makes sense like today you know, I made the line I, before therapy. I didn't know. I thought that I was born not liking attention. Now I, I'm realizing there's maybe there's a reason behind that. You know, the, I'm not just, you know, I didn't just become who I am just like that. You know, I, 
things have happened and those things that happened to me it it makes sense that I am the way that I am now and I refuse to see that I used to think I was just an anomaly you know a, a, an isolated case we all think sometimes that we are an isolated case and that you know we're doomed nothing can no one can really get us and it's like look at the end of the day no it's true your therapist is not going to telepathically download everything about you and know everything about you and all the things that you have inside no but what she can do what the ther- what therapy can do is that they can start where you are like so meaning because trust me after a session you start talking about things so they can start there with you and then if you go another direction they'll go there with you and if you go a third direction they can go there as well with you and then maybe after a few a few directions maybe she'll be able to see oh i noticed that you know you 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 said the same thing at that moment or you did this behavior at that moment again and was that also because of you know this that happened where does that feeling come from you know they have really good questions to ask and we really don't take advantage of these services enough like and it can be even if it's not a therapist it can be a counselor there's another um there, there's another time um, in my life where i was it wasn't a therapist but i went to the clsc um and it was a free service i went there you know i, I went there i think for like a few weeks um and i was seeing a counselor and it was a free service at my clsc it was a free service um i just had to make an appointment but there was someone a counselor no that wasn't a therapist but it was a counselor it was someone who was who had this designated time to help me out and to hear to hear me out and she asked a, she 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 made me realize so much she made me realize so much like never could have known because of course you know we also want to protect people that we love and it's hard to face the truth sometimes it's so hard to accept that we've been let down or that we feel anger or resentment towards someone or people that we love or it's so hard and but really when someone points something real and true about you it's like the proof is in the pudding and that feeling of validation and of being seen it's so empowering like it it almost pours back the power in you because now you know that it's not cuz you, you there's something wrong with you or it's not that you know you're you're a bad person or that you did something bad you feel like that because of logical reasons this feeling is there for a reason and you didn't make it up you know you we don't i didn't make up being depressed and i didn't i didn't make it up like being i i didn't make it up i it was my reality and and but to make the connection with how you're feeling and where that feeling can come from and and from especially someone who isn't who doesn't know you who doesn't know your family or who, your upbringing or anything someone who's neutral it was really really helpful cuz it validated and it made me feel seen and you know i talk about therapy but there's different ways you know that even if it's not a therapist even if it's not a psychoanalyst or whatever there are people who are experts that you know not only experts but who have an interest in giving a fuck about you 
And like, I want to start crying when I think about that because it's like, yes, they, there's people who care about you. There's literal people who care about you. And these people who go into these titles, you know, I, I wouldn't generalize and, and speak for all therapists or counselors, but it takes a wanting to help to do that kind of job. Because, I mean, and I really pull off my hat to them. I don't know how they do to even keep it inside me. I'm the type of person who is like, if I see someone cry, I'm going to start crying. Like, and they, some of them, they don't. But I understand that, you know, they have masking techniques that they learn. But masking or not, you know, it's just, those are people like you'll notice right away, even if it's a stranger, even if it's someone you've never seen. Like when somebody wants to help you and has the heart and the energy to do it, why wouldn't I take advantage of it? Because I'm, I am the one who needs help. And that's the true reality. And I, and, I, and I realized that. I'm like, look, why am I choosing this? Why am I choosing, you know, to carry on this negative cloud with me? It doesn't have to be that way. But I had to open my heart to myself. And I had to open my ears and listen to what I was feeling. And I had to think about what I was thinking. And... Um, you know, it's not easy to, to do that, but I literally had to quiet down. Like if I haven't been, I, I'll say that, you know, the past few weeks that I, I quote unquote have not been active on this podcast or whatever, I, yeah, I was working on myself and I knew that it was the right time. It was the perfect time for me. Like, cause I knew that I wanted a change and it used to not be like that. Now, I don't know why. I think sometimes, you know, we want to believe the lie so much because we want to feel validated. But and it can almost be sometimes soul crushing to realize that, wow, there there's actually another door. There's another direction that I can take. And but I've been choosing this door for so long. Right. But that's what's really cool about humans is we have the, the power to make choices and we have free will right um that makes me think about all the robot and ai talk that's been happening and there's so much random topics i want to talk about i think maybe i'll make like individual episodes for these ones there's so much random like random topic and topics i want to talk about but yeah like you have to understand that if you're living with something if you're living with with hurt or pain or anything that you're living with, the reality is that you are the one living with it. Not the person who has done it to you or, you know, unless it's you or it's like not other people, it's not your family, it's not your partners that are living with it, not anybody else, not your coworkers, it's you. Like you are the one that is struggling with this issue or that is living your life and you have to want more for yourself I didn't want more for myself for a long time because I didn't see the value I thought this was unsolvable and even now you know sometimes I, I I'm so real with her like in therapy I'm like I don't think I'll ever feel like this or I don't really think that will change but I'm allowing myself to give it a chance even if I may feel like there's no solution as because as as long as I'm working towards it, I'm I'm doing what's what's right, you know, I'm doing what's best for me. Uh, 
because um, it's never good for anyone to just carry on alone and and to live like this like I'm telling you like it's it's not a way to live you know it's not a way to live to not want to live it's not a way to live to only look forward to certain times or it's not a way to live to like to 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 not want to and again like I was really in a dark place and finding no joy and nothing you know nothing positive to look forward to and and it's not that's not how I want to live you know it's not how I want to live and I I'm I feel great because there's there's some sort of like strength in the way I think now that I'm understanding now the power of my thoughts and actions and behaviors and I feel I definitely feel more in control and I'm choosing to just commit to the process you know and that really helps so I think sometimes what happens is that we're not ready for the journey you know and because you know, we don't want to face our fears and it can be easy to just go on in life and dismiss so many things, especially for people um, who have children or who have partners or you have a family, you're, you're, you have kids or, for ex- or something. For example, that's even more challenging because, and I was talking about it to one of my friends earlier, I'm like, because you don't really have a time for yourself. Like you don't, and you have to make that time for yourself. You have to, you have no choice because then from the second you wake up in the morning to when you go to sleep at night, your life is revolving around others. Because for example, you have children, you have to wake up, take care of the kids, you know, and everything else, take, you know, go on your day. And 24 hours passes so quickly. It passes so quickly, but we all need to take care of ourselves before we can take care of others and if you don't trust me the lack of love that you give to yourself it will show in other ways of your life you know um for example whatever it is whatever the amount of time you know there's there's a guy at my work he has he has kids and uh, a family and you know he wakes up every day at 5 a.m because he want he 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 wants to 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 lay in the sun or to sit and and to sit in front of the sun so he takes in the sun 15 minutes he wakes up 5am and from 5am to 5:15 he's just outside in silence just taking the sun or maybe hearing the sounds around him or just being present you know it's 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 like his form of meditation and again there's many ways we can meditate but he does that every day and on the weekends as well. And he he says it's the only moment of silence that he gets in, in the day. Think about it. Like, this is someone who willingly wakes up at 5 a.m. Because every day, because that five, that little window of 5 a.m. to 5.15 is his only time when he can be in silence during the whole day. So think about, this is just 15 minutes in that day. So that means the rest of the 24, that's not even an hour. The rest of the the 23 minutes and 45 seconds, I don't know what, you know, 
um, is, is devoted to other people. And I know that there's a lot of you that can relate, okay? You have children, you have obligations, you have things, people you need to take care of or, you know, anything. It doesn't make sense that, you know, we go on our days and we don't have time for ourselves and you need to pour into yourself before you pour into other people. And he says, if I, you know, my colleague is like, if I didn't have that 15 minutes in a day, if I don't have that every day, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be, it's not going to be, not that it's not going to be a great day, but that is enough time for him to, to recharge himself before he can take on other things and family and responsibility and stuff like that. And he describes, you know, he describes it as being like the most important time of the, of the day because that is how he's able to give back. Now, look at so many people, and I have been one of those people or all of us that we just wake up and start caring for others. We wake up and start thinking about other people or making breakfast for someone else. We don't pour anything into ourselves. And we just go on in life and committed to doing things and buying things and having things and more work and getting better. I'm not seeing, um, and that's really specific to humans. Like I'm not seeing other species or like, I'm not seeing dogs come up with like better ways to, 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 to eat their food. Like I'm not, I'm not seeing like, um, other animal types, like working on themselves and looking forward to improving themselves no they're they're living you know they're surviving they they're looking for food they're looking for you know whatever community whatever it is that they're looking for but humans were really like we're literally able to better ourselves like look at what humans have done in the history of time and how we've continued to just improve and be better and do things and get more and blah, blah, blah. And who knows why we do this? Maybe it's part of evolution. Maybe that's what humans are here for, to elevate this world or whatever, make better things. And But how does that make sense that we do all these things and we just don't really pour into ourselves? And that's when I think time management is super helpful and commitment, like committing to... It can be like a simple thing. Like me, for example, I make my bed every morning. Like... I don't feel good coming back to my room and or my place and everything is a mess. Like I don't. And that's actually like that's part of those are this is part of my boundaries, you know, or I need certain things to keep me afloat. You know, I need time for myself. I need time to enjoy and and have leisures and not do anything and not be around people. I allow myself this this time because that's how I'm able to function and go on and continue. And at the end of the day, I'm not living my life for others. I'm living my life for me. It's my life. It's our lives. It's your life. So tell me how that makes sense that we do all these things for others to get better, to do things, to have more. And we don't, you know, how can we do all these things if we don't pour into ourselves? You can't use your iPhone if it's not charged. You understand what I'm saying? And like, in order for the iPhone to do all those things, it needs to be charged. It needs to have battery. So if I'm at a 0% battery and I'm operating my day, giving empathy, and especially me with, you know, I have a job that requires me to have some empathy. Like, um, yeah, I noticed that if I'm not sleeping well, if mentally I'm not there, 
Like, I'm not going to do as good of it as a job. I'm not going to be able to be as available as I could be. I'm not going to be able to, you know, the inspiration will not rise. Goals will not be met because I'm so low battery, you know, and that's how I was operating for such a long time. Low battery, low battery, low battery, and just keep on going, going, going. When look, this is, we live this life and it's incredible. It's marvelous. It's a beautiful fucking life. And we we need to prioritize ourselves and the, the joys and the pleasures of life and get away from stress as much as possible. You know what I'm what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, well, your mental health is your health. And the same way that like, you know, you if you're, for example, the same way you don't guilt trip yourself if you fall and break a leg you sh- and need to, to, to recover the same way you shouldn't feel bad or, or, or be guilty because of, you know, a mental issue or mental thing, like a mental health, like you, sh- you shouldn't, you, it's part of your health as well. If your mind is not right, like that's absolutely valid and you should take care of yourself and give a fuck. One thing I've learned is if you don't give a fuck about yourself, trust me, no one will. You know, they, they will show your love to you. They will, they can do everything that they, that they can. But if it doesn't come from you, from a willingness from you to you to love yourself and to put yourself first, nobody else can do it other than you. Nobody else. No one else. Like you have to put yourself first. Um, but yeah, I've been blabbing a lot. It's not blabbing. I've been expressing and sharing. Um, but yeah, hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully, you know, this, um, this, this is something that you can benefit from. But ultimately, I think I just needed to, exp- to express myself. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be back. And I'm happy that I'm no longer low battery and that I can actually engage and look forward to things. And I have so much to look forward to. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm going to Mexico next month. I'm super excited and happy. I finally got my passport done. My passport hasn't, hadn't been done since forever. And all that is also linked to, it was linked to my self-esteem and me not, like me, me not making the moves that I needed for myself, meaning that you know, delaying things to get done or not doing things or being unattentive, you know, it's, it was part of, I almost didn't want to believe that it was possible for me to find joy again, but, um, I am, I am finding joy again and I've, and I've realized I've been laughing more. Um, I am really proud of myself. I'm super proud of myself and I encourage everyone to do it everyone to to get in tune with yourself so yeah i'm gonna leave it at that but um again if you are with me if you're here and you've been with me since the beginning or if you i don't know how long you've been listening or if you're a new listener or something but thank you very much for hearing me out i do see when someone listens although i don't see the name i do see listens and plays and it's great to know that, like, of course, now knowing that this is literally my therapy or part of therapy, it feels good to know that um, it is received, you know, even if it's just from one person or more, like, 
um, I do feel this sense of validation when I look at, oh, this person, you know, these, these, this amount of people have been listening or are listening and yeah. So thanks for being here and I wish everyone a super great day, super good evening and everything else. And, um, we'll chat. I'll chat soon because you know I'm the only one talking here. But take care of yourself and love yourself. Don't forget to eat. Don't forget to drink water. And uh, we will encounter another time. Ciao.